In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yesterday afternoon, I went to the CD release of a singing group called Opus 8. It was the release of their second CD, the title of which is First. The leader of that group is our own director of music, Robert Wyshakiewicz. And I think, Robert, that what I understood from what you said is that it's called First because the pieces on it are being recorded for the first time in history. We heard the Spice Girls sung, for instance, to a completely different way of understanding what the Spice Girls were talking about, but thanks to Jamie, still with a little swinging of the hips. And we heard some familiar old songs that I remember from our grade five music book with Mrs. McIntosh at the piano, but put to completely different music, but yet with the hint of the same carried through it. The thing I found compelling, and the reason I mention it this morning, is because it was the naked human voice that was being heard. Nothing being fluffed over by an extra push on an organ key or the bang of a drum, but the purity of the human voice in song without any other embellishment. Some of the times it seemed like things had gone a little off the rails. Robert warned us that would be the case. That's how the music was written. And yet it was all pulled together somehow, and it worked. And there was a unity to it, despite the fact there wasn't a uniformity to it. That was one of the important messages messages I carried away yesterday afternoon, where celebrating the week of prayer for Christian unity, for instance. And we are also reading readings that have to do with what we call salvation and the purpose of the church in the world. I didn't think of a quote from Jesus while I was sitting there listening to the music. I thought instead of Jane Bennett from Pride and Prejudice who, when her sister Elizabeth, quick-tempered, judgmental, but brilliant, is griping about something. And Jane says, but Lizzie, not everyone is the same. Not everyone sang exactly the same thing in that concert yesterday, but it all worked together to pull us higher than the place we were sitting, which is really the purpose of music, to sing to our hearts more than to our ears, to lift our souls rather than to make our fingers tap on the edge of a pew. But Lizzie, not everyone is the same. In the reading today from the Gospel, we are told that Jesus moves away. He moves away from where he's been, and he settles down in a place quite far from where he's been, a place called Capernaum. I suspect some of you have been there. I have a couple of times. 
And it's on the edge of what is called the Sea of Galilee or the Lake of Gennesaret, same place, on the North Shore. And not too far from that place are the countries that we currently call Lebanon and Syria. So then and today, it's kind of on the edge of what was considered to be the promised land. And so it's a mixed people. You know, the way that some neighborhoods have some people from the better side of the tracks and the less good side of the tracks living together in community? That's what Capernaum would have represented. It had some of God's chosen living in it, people like Peter and Andrew and James and John, Jewish folk. But it also was considered, as we heard in the reading today, to be the land of the Gentiles. That is, a place of the, the place for those outside of God's people, outcasts and fringe dwellers. It is there that Jesus chooses to locate himself. It is there that Jesus spends much of his time ministering and living and eating fish and breaking bread and doing the things that someone would do in his day and age. It becomes his home base from which he carries the gospel and to which he returns with the gospel. We are on the edge in our day and age as the church. That thing that we used to call Christendom is no longer. That is, that reality we enjoyed for a while where the church was not questioned too deeply where the church was extremely influential in the way that public and private life unfolded for people. If you have a read through the history of this very cathedral, you'll see that it's always been a mixed bag of the powerful and the powerless, the full and the hungry, the rich and the poor. Here in what was the center of our city in its early days, a place of politicians, a place of beggars, a place of thieves. They had to have a tough rector and bishop in the early days, and they did. It was pioneer country, on the fringe, on the edge. And spiritually, I think we're there again. And we need to ask ourselves again, as the early planters of this community asked themselves, what is our purpose? Why did God plant us here? What are we supposed to be doing? Those are the kinds of questions that I hope we'll engage in through our series of gatherings around our core values and our visioning throughout 2020. But I want us to begin to think about them a little bit today. We get a glimpse of the answer in that gospel reading. 
where Jesus goes to a couple of fishermen. And he says to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for men. Pretty effective stuff. Probably less effective if they had been shepherds. I wonder what he would have said under those circumstances. But we don't really have that recorded. But in a brilliant way, Jesus takes their existing purpose, their existing expertise, their existing identity, and transforms it just in a few short words. Not in terms of skill set, per se, but in terms of purpose. You know, vocation is a peculiar thing, and I mean that literally as well. It is peculiar to each of you, Kate and Andrew and Stephen and Louise, those of us who slap plastic dog collars around our necks. We're not the only ones in this place with a vocation. Each singer here has one. Robert has one. The size people have one. You all have one. God wants to use you for the common purpose of embracing all the people of the world with God's love. Regardless of the particular notes that we sing in our lives, that is the common harmony of the song. We do not celebrate the week of prayer for Christian uniformity, That would be a debacle. But the week of prayer for Christian unity, different in our practices, sometimes different in the nuances of what we believe, but always with one purpose, which is to draw others by love to the one who is love, the King of love, Jesus Christ, to allure, and attract, like fishing bait on a hook, those who are lost, those who seek comfort, those who live in the Zebulun and the Naphtali, the Capernaum of our generation, people who stumble in the dark. Psalm 27 is one of my favorite psalms, and one of the passages, or sorry, verses, and it reads like this. My heart hath talked of thee, with thee. Seek ye my face. Thy face, Lord, will I seek. It seems to me that that is so true in the context in which we find ourselves. The people around us, whatever they may think of religion, or how we worship, or what we do, or what hypocrites we can sometimes be, I think everyone is seeking the Lord's face, seeking the eyes that love them, the smile that invites them, finally a face extending down into arms that embrace them. And those arms, those are the net that you and I are called to cast out into the community around us. To the person of Naphtali sleeping tonight against the foundation of this great building. To the hungry, the lost, 
the one seeking community living in that tall tower just down the road. Louise and I can't get out there and see them all. We don't know them all. Andrew, do you know them all? He doesn't know them all either. But we can all do something to be the face of Jesus, to be the face of reconciliation, to be the face of love, to be the face of joy, to be the face of peace. Do you see what I mean? To be attractive for Christ's sake, and I mean that in the good sense of the term, for the sake of bringing others into a place where they know they are loved, where they know their value, where they know their place, where they know that this is the community where the rhythm that beats is the heartbeat of God, and they are part of that song. But Lizzie, not everybody is the same. Different people are looking for different things. Different ones of us will have different ways of being God's face to them. But let's not just sit in the boat and pick our nails and twiddle our thumbs. Let's work together to cast out the net that all might come into the loving embrace of our God of love. Amen.